Hey friends, thanks for checking out this message from Believer's Chapel today. We hope that God speaks to you in a personal, powerful way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God with us. You guys doing today? Good. Hey, anybody in here ever travel internationally? Show of hands. Anybody? Okay, so we got some travelers around here. Um, I have done limited uh, traveling in my lifetime, uh, internationally speaking. Uh, I've done uh, a lot of road trips here in uh, the U.S. and I, I've. I've used to drive nonstop cross country and like it was nothing. Uh, now, um, being a little bit older, uh, I need to sleep a little bit more, so that's not a thing. But, um, but I love traveling. I really do. I, I actually really enjoy it. I love going to different places and experiencing new things and seeing new sights and meeting new people. Um, and a couple of the, the things, that, the places that we traveled, uh, one time in college, I, I traveled to South America. I went to Colombia, Bogota specifically, uh, got super sick there, missed most of the trip, uh, laying in a bed. Um, and my wife and I, we actually took a trip in, uh, for our honeymoon. We went to Jamaica, which was the best. Uh, you know, we just went to this all-inclusive resort, and there was, you know, all this stuff there. And, and, um, and it, was, it was the greatest. And, and now I, I'm planning a trip, uh, another international uh, flight. Uh, I want to take a trip to Iceland. Um, for, for those of you that don't, don't know, I have a passion for photography. Um, I have a passion for, uh, for art in that respect. And there's just not a more beautiful place in the world than Iceland. And I want to travel there and I want to take pictures. Uh, but the travel process isn't the greatest, right? Like, especially if you're flying in and out of, uh, you know, an international airport, it's, it, it can be a hassle, right? Um, if, especially if you're like, uh, like Mike Granger and he has like a million kids and gets stopped at the border and thinks that they're being trafficked or something like that. Um, he told me that story. It actually happened. Um, one time I was uh, crossing the border uh, it, uh, back to the U.S. from Canada and a guy got out of his RV and tried to fight me in the line. My wife will tell you it's 100% true. I was just like, no, nope, I'm not going to look at him. I'm not going to look at him. You know, but you have all this stuff. You have documentation. You have, uh, you have to declare stuff. You have to tell people. Uh, basically, you have to prove that you are who you say you are, right? So, you know, you bring your passport, you bring your license or whatever, and you show them, like, hey, look, this is, this is me. There's photo documentation. I am who I say that I am. I'm that person. And it's very interesting because, you know, it, it can be, like, super panic-inducing. You start to wonder if you can prove who you really are. Or if you're just going to be stuck outside of the country forever. Um, but the cool thing is that, uh, you know, we, have, uh, we do have documents that prove that we are who we say we are. And not only that, but we have this documentation that proves that uh, not only that we are who we say we are, but that we belong to a specific nation, right? I'm assuming most people in here are probably native U.S. citizens. If not, you're here by, uh, you know, other, other means. But, um, but it proves that you belong here, right? 
And because you belong here, you have been given specific rights. You have things that are given to you because you're part of this country, because you're citizens of your native country. Uh, and we have, uh, we have our, our U.S. Constitution, which dictates for us that we have benefits. We have the right to practice religion freely. We have the right to free speech, the right to keep and bear arms. We have protection against search and seizure without probable, probable cause. We have the right to due process before a grand jury. We have protections against cruel and unusual punishment. We have protection against federal overreach. And all of those things are only in the first 10 amendments to the con Constitution, what we call the Bill of Rights. Those are things that every person here has the right to. But here's the thing, and this is really cool, that the rights and privileges that you've been given as a U.S. citizen, they're good, they're nice, right? You have better rights and privileges if you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Ooh. You, guys are already, you guys are already firing me up. There are huge benefits to being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I want to read you guys scripture out of uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. It goes like this. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies that we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. There's a lot to unpack here, okay? So there are things that you, that you, that you see happening in the, in, the spirit, uh, in, in the Scripture where there's kind of this juxtaposition between like what... Um, the sinful nature of, 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 our, of our flesh, right? The things that we do uh, and that we are bound to sin, spiritually speaking, right? And you see these, these two things, these two kind of negatives that uh, God is essentially giving us a, an answer for. Because the, the first and foremost thing, the, 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 the premise that I need you guys to understand before any of this really clicks and makes sense for you is that Every issue of brokenness, every issue of pain in your life, in anyone's life, is ultimately the fruit of sin. Whether it's your own sin or the sins of others, they can all be traced back to sin. Sometimes you have broken relationships because of, of, of people being dishonest and, and lying. There'll be strife in your workplace because people are greedy. There's just the general selfishness of others that makes them, uh, just makes them horrible people sometimes. There's sickness, which didn't exist in our world until sin entered the world. 
shame, the shame that we feel for all the things that we have done wrong, sometimes even unjustly, that we feel shame over. Unforgiveness of yourself or someone else withholding unforgiveness towards you. Has anybody ever experienced that where somebody just refuses to forgive you even though you're, you're like, hey, I'm here, I'm doing everything I can, I want, I want to make amends. Unforgiveness, the root of it is sin. Things like wrath or, or, or anger, uh, lust, gluttony, the love of money, and ultimately, death. So in the scripture, we see all of these things that, uh, that the Bible is, is telling us that we, ha- we, we were slaves to this sin. We, we used to be uh, enslaved to it. And because of that, all of, these, all of these horrible things follow. Ultimately death, ultimately sickness, ultimately all these things. But God su- supplies us with an answer. The fruit of, of sin in our lives is all these things And we're at war with our very nature whenever we try to solve the problem apart from God. Okay? So I I want you to get this picture in your mind, okay? You have a person, okay, who has grown up in sin. They are born into sin. Everything about their flesh, their mind, their heart is enslaved to sin, okay? They have no ability to live right on their own. So every step of the way is a fight to get to a better way. Why? Because they have started in the negative. They started steeped in sin. They've started steeped in, um, in, in their, their own selfish desires. They've started steeped in, uh, in everything that wants to fight the will of God. But God makes a way. And we can't do it without him. There's so many things that, that people are trying these days to get beyond the hurt, to get to something else. They want to try to fix the brokenness. They want to try to fix the thing that they feel inside themselves, and they can't do it. Because there's, there's no change that you can just make that's going to make it easier. Changing your job is not going to make it easier. A change in your financial status will not make it easier to serve God, will not make it easier for you to be less broken. A change in your sexuality or your gender will not change that for you. A change in your relational status, your marital status, sorry, leaving your spouse is not going to make you better. It's not going to fix the broken thing in your life. That's just not a thing that happens. So what is the answer? What is it? What is it that... what? Okay, Kaysen, you said there's no way to get from here to here on our own. What's the answer, okay? The answer is this. The kingdom benefits that God is giving you. Let's look at verse 3 again, okay? It says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Stop. Okay, in the, in the Old Testament, after the fall happens, after sin enters the world, uh, fast forward, you know, a few, a couple thousand years, um, and you have Moses, and God downloads this law to him, and it's basically a list of rules like, hey, avoid the bad things, do the good things, okay? And ultimately, it's not enough. 
Why? Because people are still conditioned to sin. So it doesn't matter how many rules there are. And in fact, by the time Jesus hits earth, they took that rule and they took the, the, the base of, those, of, of that law, you know, what we call the Ten Commandments. By the time Jesus got to earth, I think they had like 635 of them or something like that. Why? Because they're like, well, we can't, we, we can't just keep, these are too nebulous. We got to be more specific. We got to figure out how to make the rules more streamlined, more specific. People know what's going on. That way they'll stop. Doesn't work. It, you couldn't uh, satisfy the law on your own because you are still fighting your sin nature. You're fighting it. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. So what happens is Jesus hits the earth, lives a perfect life, okay? A life completely untethered to sin. completely sinless for his whole life, okay, which makes him the only suitable sacrifice for people who have sin, okay, because what he was in living a perfect sinless life, the value of it was so great that it could wipe out sin. Why? Because he's God. So he comes to the earth, he wipes out sin, and, and the Bible says that he took sin upon himself, that he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin and put it to death on the cross. So God takes all of sin's power, all of its influence, all of the things that were, are keeping us held down, and he takes the power from it by nailing it to the cross. He takes the power away from sin and says, now, if you share in the crucifixion of Jesus, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you are saved, that you are saved from an eternity in hell, yes, but you're also saved from a life of sin. God took away sin's control in our life, and some of us have been beaten up by sin and the devil, and it's time to acknowledge, it's time to rise up, acknowledge your status as a citizen of heaven, and say, no more. No, not, I'm done with that. Because here's the thing. If you are in Christ, I'm going to say something that is radical for you guys. Okay? Some of you guys have never heard this before, right? A lot of people have grown up in church and they've heard this phrase said over and over and over and over again. Okay? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That was my southern accent coming out. You see that? <laughs> I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Uh, if you are in Christ, that is not who you are. The Bible says that you are a new creation. That you are no longer a sinner, but you share in the righteousness of Christ. The old things have passed away. 
And now, all things, all of me, all of you, is new. All of it. If you believe what the Word of God says, you have to dismantle your thinking because your mind is locked in, I am this, I am a sinner, okay? I'm going to try, I'm, God, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to do my best to, to, to live right, but I'm, I'm, I'm just a sinner, I'm just, I, I'm just a sinner. No? You have to change your mindset and your thinking to understand now, Father, by the blood and the power of Jesus Christ, I am no longer a sinner. I am no longer enslaved to that nature. Now, I walk in your fullness. I walk in your power. I walk by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I no longer claim that over my life. Okay? And here is the radical thing about that. Okay? Track with me. I need you guys to understand this. This is, this is going to change your life right now, okay? If you have accepted Jesus, okay? I mean, I, this, this, is gonna, this might shake some people here, okay? You can leave here today and never sin again. You can. Why? Because you are not enslaved to that. If you, de- if you make that distinction and that decision that, God, I'm going to chase after what you do, you are not bound to sin anymore. You know, I, I, I sit down with people and they're like, well, you know, uh, I've been serving God for, for a long time and, you know, I'm, I've been right, you know, trying, to, trying to do good and, you know, all this stuff. But, um, but you know, we're, I'm human, so we're bound to sin. Well, you're not anymore. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. That old thing is Dead. The old man in you, the old you know, woman, whatever you know, specific uh, pronouns you want to use, uh, it, are, is dead. That old thing that was living in you is now dead, put to death on the cross with Jesus. Now you share in his identity. Oh man, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? We're talking about identity and belonging and who we are and how we can be our most authentic self. Hey, guess what? Your most authentic self is you walking in who God has created you to be sinlessly like he intended in the garden. Okay? That is the way that you achieve your most authentic self. That is the way that you go forward in life with, without looking back and go towards what God has for you in your life. I love it because in verse 12, the scripture actually, actually takes it e- even further. And it says that not only are you a new creation, a new thing, and that you're no longer enslaved to sin, but that in verse 12, it says that you are now children of God. Or verse 14, excuse me. It says, for all who led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Back up to verse 12, it says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Okay, there you go. There it is. You have no obligation to do what the sinful nature urges you to do. 
For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And, and you guys need to, to, to really take this to heart because there are some people here that whenever you hear that, it triggers something in your brain. Okay? Because you have not had good relationships in your life. You have broken parental relationships. You did not receive the love that you need needed whenever you were a kid, and you have carried that through your life, and something is broken in you. God says, behold, I make all things new, though. So what you need to hear today is that the answer for the brokenness in your life that has occurred because you had bad relationships with your parents, God has come to tell you that he is a good father, he loves you like his own, and not only that, but he sees you and looks at you with pride. He sees you as his own, and he sees you as something to be celebrated, not something to be put down, not something to be abused, but something to be nurtured. So now, not only are you not enslaved to your sin, you are not only uh, going to be someone who is walking in the spirit, but you are also considered a child and an heir of God. Meant to walk in the fullness of his power. God has called you to do great things, and he has called you to step into your real, true identity. So, you know, we, you might say, you know, Casey, there's, there's a lot in that about, about the power of the Spirit, right? There's a lot about, like, walking by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Like, there's a lot of that stuff in there, right? And how do you even know? How do you even know that? How do you even know that you are walking in the Spirit? Like, how do you get that? How does that work? I'll tell you, it's super easy, right? John... Uh, 1 John 4.15 says it like this, all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them. Have the Spirit of God within them. And they live in God. I'm telling you, this is a one-step solution. It really is. Trust Jesus, make him Lord of your life. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer an old creation. Now you walk in the Spirit. Now you can move forward because you have the spirit of God living in you there is something in you now that is bigger than yourself you are now a part of a kingdom legacy that will that will enable you to grow and thrive and be who God has called you to be I remember whenever I was 18 years old uh, my dad got me a job in, a, in the metal shop where he worked um, I would get up at 3.30 in the morning or whatever, and we'd leave at like 4 uh, to drive almost an hour to get to this metal shop. Um, we'd stop off, grab like a, um, a breakfast sandwich or whatever, and, you know, uh, shoot the breeze with the, with the guys. Because my, my work didn't start till like 7, right? So I got to know these guys in, in the metal shop, and, and guys who were like three times my age. I mean, there, there were some guys who were like really long in the tooth and uh, had no reason to warm up to this punk kid, Right? Somebody would walk in and be like, Who the, who's this? And somebody would say, that's Dwayne's son. And then it clicked for them. Because I was my father's son, I was given favor. 
Because I was my father's son, I was given privilege. Because I was my father's son, his reputation was what others defined me by. Now, the same thing applies to us as believers, that now that we are children of God, it's what his reputation means. That you are afforded privileges because you are his. And now you are favored because you are a child of the Most High. If you're going to live the way that God's called you to be, you do, you need to break down those mindsets that are holding you back from living in your kingdom benefits. Because the benefits are so huge for being a part of the kingdom of God. They are. We talked about all the things that, that sin does in our life, but let's talk about the things that, that, that the spirit does in our life, Okay? where the, the fruit of sin is, is sickness and death and, and, and all, these, all these horrible things, brokenness in our lives, the fruit of God's spirit is love and joy. Oh man, who could use some joy in this place? And peace. Anybody need peace? Patience. We could all use some of that. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. The Bible even says it, that there is not a law that exists that is against any of those things. Even the kingdoms of the earth understand that the things that flow from the Spirit are good. So it's time for these mindsets to be broken down in us. And I want to tell, talk to you for just a second about one of the ways that God breaks down those mindsets, okay? If you are struggling to believe what God says about you, okay, one of the most powerful tools that God uses in his arsenal to break apart old mindsets in people's lives is the prophetic, why? Because it is a current word from God for you. It is transformative and it's powerful. So whenever Pastor Rich says that tomorrow night we're going to be having people prophesy over others, get it in your mind that God has a word for you. God wants to minister to you and he wants to break apart these old mindsets and speak new life into you. So there you go. There's my pitch. Everybody come out tomorrow night. Get prophesied over, okay? Ultimately, I just want to land the plane right here, so to speak, since we're talking about travel. <clears throat> it's very uh, important whenever you're traveling internationally to carry your passport because it proves that you're a citizen of, of where you say you are. One day... Every person in this place is going to stand before a customs agent of a sort. The moment your heart stops beating and you step into to the next stage, there's somebody checking the gate. You need to make sure 
that you are already a citizen of heaven before you try to come in. Right now, every person in this place, you have the opportunity to pick up, pick up your kingdom passport, to say, Jesus, I want to be a kingdom, a, a kingdom citizen. I want to be, I want to follow after you. I want, whenever I die, I want to be able to, to walk up to the gates of heaven and they'll say, we know you. Your, our, your citizenship is already valid here. Come on, everybody, if you would just bow your heads, close your, close your eyes for a minute. If that's you, if you're, if you're sitting right here and you're like, you know what? You know, Casey, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to live, live my life pretty, you know, pretty okay. I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to do things right. But I'm not sure that I have a kingdom passport. I'm not sure if my citizenship is in heaven. The Bible says it like this in, in Romans 10, 13. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart, God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. That the, the process is very easy. There's no six to eight week wait. You don't have to go through a crazy process and of application. All you have to do is believe and confess. And in this moment, the Bible says that you will be welcomed into the family of God. Come on, if that's you and you, you, you would say, hey, you know, I'm not sure that, that I know uh, that my citizenship is in heaven yet, but I want to I know now. Would you just slip up a hand? Nobody looking around. Nobody's eyes up, just me. I see that. I see it. You put it down. I see it. Anybody else? Amen. Would you guys just pray with us right now? Everybody together, let's, let's be in support for those who are making the step of becoming kingdom citizens today. Pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned, but I know that you took sin's power away. I want to share in that. I want to leave sin behind and become a kingdom citizen. I confess right now that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that, that you raised from the dead. God, and I want to be your child. Thank you for what you've done for me and for the new life that I get to live now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you guys just give a hand to those people right now? Today, let yourself be transformed by the word of God. Don't live with the weight of carrying your sin around when Jesus has already taken it to the cross and walk in new life. Amen? Bless you guys.
Thanks again for checking out this message from Believer's Chapel. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's our hope that you will make today that day to call upon the name of the Lord and to give your life to him. If you'd like to speak to a pastor, please take out your phone, text 315-444-2100, and somebody from our team will be in touch with you. Also, if you're making the decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, text the word Jesus to that number, 315-444-2100, and we would love to celebrate with you. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.